0: what's going on here doug ford stands for nothing other than doug ford and just like donald trump there is only one way to deal with this kind of behavior you have to stand up to him and you have to name the behavior for what it is because that is how you deal with a bully Hmm. all right well she said it would be a vicious campaign that is of course premier win earlier this week and ooh, she was not kidding when they go low i guess the liberals will scrape the bottom of the barrel and um, earlier today, as you've probably well heard by now, the cha- ca- campaign co-chair, who is pretty much the most important person in the uh, win war room, called Ford a derogatory name. And uh, Doug Ford has been, of course, on the campaign trail, releasing planks of his platform today. Today, of course, saying what he would do with health care, announcing long term beds, thousands of them. He also announced that he is against safe injection sites, rather would like a permanent fix to help people. But of course, that went up into the ether, sidetracked, when the liberals fell into the political gutter. He joined me earlier to talk about this today. And here is my sit down with Doug Ford. Doug, you're on the road, you've been campaigning all day, you've got announcements coming up. But before we get to the policy discussion, I want to play you some sound that happened today uh, during a live TV broadcast. And it involves really the most powerful uh, voice, I guess, second to to Kathleen Wynne in the war room. Uh, Some comments that he said about you. This is David Hurley speaking about about Doug Ford. Take a listen.
1: I think people like Rob Ford and I think people think Doug Ford's a bit of a dick, to be honest.
0: There you go. So uh, is this the first time you're hearing it?
1: That's the first time I've heard it. Uh, you, you, you know, Alex, the, the liberals and, and Kathleen win uh, their campaign. They're they're going to get dirty. They're going to get dirty tricks. They're going to be calling me names. And, and but you know, I, I have a, I have a thick skin. And that doesn't uh, that doesn't bother me. What does bother me is uh, them attacking my supporters. They're they're insulting every single person who who wants change. Uh, everyone who wants. Uh, to get Ontario back on track, and and Kathleen Wynne is is desperate. I've never seen someone so desperate in my life. But what we're going to do, we're going to focus on the issues uh, that are important to the the voters of Ontario, and that's lowering their taxes, uh, reducing their their hydro rates, getting rid of the carbon tax, creating creating great-paying jobs. That's that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to call Kathleen Wynne names. I'm going to hold her accountable on her record.
0: Clearly, though, the Premier herself said this would be a vicious campaign, and the tone has been set the, the writ has not even yet been dropped. This this could, in the next few weeks, yeah. uh, really be gutter politics.
1: Yeah, well, you made a good point. The writ hasn't been dropped, but we're she's driving around all over the place, flying around, uh, giving away billions of dollars on the backs of the taxpayers. Uh, we're driving uh, a bus around, speaking to the real people of Ontario, uh, on our own dime.
0: Let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your announcement today because you are doing a healthcare announcement today with nurses um, and your plan is like the um, people's guarantee where you announced uh, that you would open up new beds and it's, it's fairly similar to Kathleen Wynn's plan and it's a long term bed plan. What will you do? Are you going to actually fire executives and hire frontline nurses?
1: Well, what we believe in, first of all, we're, we're going to create fifteen thousand new long term beds in five years, and thirty thousand new long term beds in in uh, ten years. And what, what what's astonishing is uh, just just fifteen uh, years ago, there was six uh, six deputy uh, ministers, assistant uh, ministers. Uh, now there's there's twenty one. So you know we have a great. Uh, Healthcare team put together, headed up by Dr. Reuben Devlin, the former CEO of Humber River Hospital, First Digital Hospital in North America. He's putting together an incredible team of doctors and nurses. And the doctors and nurses have been beaten down by the government for the last 15 years. And they're frustrated. They're going to have a voice. They're going to tell us uh, a better way to run the healthcare system. And, and not a politician, but uh, we believe in letting the frontline people. Uh, tell us what what they need, and we believe in reallocating funds to the front line, uh, not not to uh, a bunch of expensive bureaucrats.
0: Kathleen Wynn on the road today said that your health care plan means direct cuts because you're nothing more than Mike Harris and so when you say efficiencies, you actually mean cuts, and we know that their government has fired uh, sixteen hundred frontline workers nurses. Um, would you in fact bolster those front lines because that 's what doctors and and healthcare care professionals are asking us?
1: Well, that's what we're going to do. Uh, and again, we're we're letting the doctors and nurses tell us what they need to deliver better health care for the people of Ontario. We don't believe in uh, you know cuts. We have always said that I'm not going to be cutting anyone. Just similar to what we did in Toronto, we saved a billion dollars. Not one single person lost their job. So I have a proven track record of saving and creating new jobs. Kathleen Wynne has a record they cutting
0: jobs. Let's talk about hydro because you came out with an announcement that the fat cats of the board and the CEO would likely uh, be fired and then a Globe and Mail report came out and, you know, talked about the compensation that they will reward themselves with and I think symbolically that will make people very happy but at the end of the day it will not lower rates. Do you have a plan? Will you be announcing plan? And if you can tell us maybe what that is uh, to reduce actual rates because Andrea Horvath's party says they will cut rates by 30%.
1: Yeah, well, we definitely uh, have a plan, but it's the mentality. You, you have a bunch of people, uh, running Hydro, the $6 million man, uh, as I call him, and all his uh, cronies underneath them that are making millions and millions of dollars worth of salaries. But not only does he give himself a $1.7 million bonus, he gives all his cronies and all his executives another $14 million. So if you calculate all the salaries and, and the bonuses just on the top 10 people, that's more than $30 million a year. You multiply, you multiply that uh, by a four-year four year term, that's $120 million. But it sends, sends a message, first of all, to all the other overpaid bureaucrats that are disrespecting the taxpayers. And we're going to make sure that we have proper people in there that respect the taxpayers. And I'll, I'll give you an example on a comparative. So we went across the country and looked at other uh, hydro utilities, what they're making, and from B.C., Alberta and Manitoba and Quebec and Saskatchewan, so on and so forth. They're making anywhere from four hundred and fifty to five fifty uh, a year, and they're running their hydro system a lot better than what we're we're running it. And I'll give you a couple examples.
0: Well, well hold on. I need. Answer. I don't. I've only got a short time with you. You know that. So, sure. b- does your hydro plan have more to it as far as a reduction rate?
1: That absolutely, it is, and we're going to be rolling that out okay. uh, over the next week. The first thing we're going to do, I'll tell you, we're, we're getting rid of uh, any new contracts on wind turbines that mm-hmm. we're losing money on. The Green Energy Act is an absolute scam. It's just a scam. That's, that's what it comes down to. And we're going to have a, a more thorough plan moving forward. And as sure as I'm talking to you, take this to the bank, we're reducing hydro rates. We're going to reduce hydro de- rates for residents. We're going to reduce hydro rates for businesses, because they can't compete right now, the businesses. They have the highest hydro rates in North America.
0: Let me talk about opiate addiction, because it's a big issue in the province, it's a big issue in the country, and you are against safe injection sites. So a lot of people might say, well, that's very inhumane. What would your plan be, and how would it look? This is something that affects you personally. Um, You know, there's not too many people in this province that aren't affected somehow by opiate addiction. But if you're not for safe injection sites, what would your plan be?
1: Well, first of all, uh, I ask any listener, you know, if you had a loved one, a family member, uh, or your children, would, would you put them into a safe injection site and let them continue using drugs? Or would you try to get them into a rehab? And uh, there's, there, there's no doubt in my mind uh, everyone will answer the same thing. I would rather get them help. The problem is right now under the Liberal government, they cost up to $1,000 a day to put someone in a rehabilitation Center. We have to reduce those costs, make more uh, rooms available for people to get help. Uh, right now, that's not the case under the Liberals.
0: So are you so looking at doing a long-term plan where people can get help right away instead of having to wait?
1: Immediately. immediately. And, uh, you know, again, I am dead against the safe injection sites. Uh, all we're doing is, you know, give them a safe place to do more drugs. It's not going to get the people off drugs. We need to get people focused on getting help get proper counseling, and go to a rehab uh, center. That, that's how people get help, not by safe injection sites.
0: Okay. It would be, I couldn't, you know, pass 420, the day of the year where everyone goes out and smokes pot without asking you a pot question. I don't know if you've defined your policy on pot. It's coming into legalization under the liberal government as it is. Uh, will you and have you defined what you will do with pot as far as privatizing it, mixed market? What Do you have a plan yet?
1: Yeah, well, what we're going to do is, first of all, uh, this is a road that none of us have ever gone down. So we're going to first consult with the neighborhoods. We're going to consult with the police. And I'm going to tell you one thing we aren't going to do. They're going to put pot stores uh, right beside schools like the liberals did. You know, they're unbelievable. They, they put it uh, right, uh, right beside uh, schools, which is unacceptable. I'm going to start off with uh, moving forward, having you know, liquor stores. But in saying that, I believe in the free market. I believe uh, once we get situated and we consult with the neighbourhood and we consult with the police, uh, we're we're going to put it to the free market, but not right away. And only, only after we consult with the people.
0: And does that mean you would be open to lounges, licensed uh, facilities where people can go, and obviously when edibles become available, you'll open that up?
1: We we will, but again, this this is... uh, uh, area that uh, we've never gone down this road before, and I I want to make sure people are consulted first, and I want to consult with the police and get everyone's input before we just uh, you know, go down that road. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, we go down it cautiously, cautiously.
0: Doug, thanks very much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it, Al.
0: Doug Ford joining us uh, tonight. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.